Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 28th of February, last day of the month and last official day of the reporting season. has been a long month and a sigh of relief will be breathed around broking offices and analysts in particular as reporting season does come to a close. All right, well as usual with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with the scores on the doors. Dow Jones closing up. That's a good start. Up 72 points or 0.22%. Two little ducks, 32,882. It had a high of 372 up and a low of minus three, so well and truly off the highs. The US markets did open with a little bit of a bang and then sank from there, but uh, still turning positive at the end, so that at least was something. Up 72 for the Dow. Spy futures showing up 34 or 0.5 of a percent. We had a pretty miserable day yesterday, down 82 points, 1.1%, mainly as resources cratered yesterday. There was some uh, news coming out from China in terms of some of the steel production there being cut due to environmental issues, which really rocked BHP, Rio and Fortescue, which was ex-dividend as well yesterday, which certainly didn't help matters. Uh, looking at the US market back again with NASDAQ up 72 points or 0.6 of a percent. The S&P 500 up 0.3 of a percent, 12 points. 39.82 in the middle for diddle as usual. The VIX volatility index eased back 3.3% in the US. European markets generally were firmer. Uh, they led the charge uh, before uh, with the Dow opening very positive and then coming all the way back. Stock 600 was up 1.1%. FTSE up 0.7%. Germany up 1.1%. France up one5 Spain up one2 Manana. And looking at U.S. stocks over in the U.S., we had Apple up 0.8, Meta down 0.5, Google up 0.8, Microsoft up 0.4, Amazon up 0.3, Tesla having a good night up 5.5%, Netflix up 1.9%, U.S. banks also slightly higher. We had J.P. Morgan up 0.9 of a percent, Citigroup up 0.6, Goldman up 0.5. Bank of America doing nothing. Wells Fargo up 0.3. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square. Sorry about my Prince uh, comparison there for those that don't remember Prince. Uh, Block was down 3.23%. In the US, in terms of those bond yields coming off slightly, uh, 10 years, 3.93%, down 1.9 basis points. And the US two-year, uh, down 4.785. The Aussie, uh, below the US at the moment, 3.886. So a slight easing in those 10-year yields, helping equity markets generally. Bitcoin also helped by that, up 0.6. The Aussie dollar up to 67.38. So that's slightly better. And the US dollar index down around half a percent. So we did see a little bit of strength return to the commodities markets 
Uh, we had Brent crude, though, down 1.3%. WTI down 0.7. That was 52 cents to 75.57. Brent at 82.25. The gold price slightly higher, $5.50.3 of a percent. Platinum had a good night last night, though, up 3.2%. We had copper up 1.1. Nickel bouncing back 3.2%. Aluminium up 1.4. Zinc up 1. Lead up 1.4. And ton down a half a percent as a result of all this wonderfulness in commodity markets after the drubbing yesterday uh, we did see BHP and ADR terms pretty much unchanged Rio 0.4 of a percent better Freeport up 0.6 percent Alcoa had a good night up 3.4 percent tech up sorry tech down 1.7 Anglo unchanged Glencore up 1.2 and Arbomile in the lithium space up three percent in u.s trade last night so a little bit of uh, strength for Arbomile and iron ore which was on the nose yesterday the iron ore price was actually only down a smidge but dalian iron ore futures were down 0.9 of a percent uh, lithium still falling as well officially and uranium falling a little bit as well so not a good night really for those commodities but a better night for other commodities um, they did also see uh, durable goods orders out in the u.s uh, they fell in january as consumers pulled back spending on big ticket items uh, some of those durable goods orders are to do with airplanes as well and in earnings just six percent of the s p 500 will report this week so not a big week for U.S. reporting, but we do get some insights into consumer and major retailers with some of the biggies reporting. We've got Target, Costco, Lowe's and Macy's uh, reporting this week. So that will give us an insight into what the U.S. consumer is actually doing. In other news last night, the U.K. and the EU have agreed a new Northern Ireland deal. Well, let's look at local news today, and it is the last gasp of reporting season. We've got Adbri, Cooper Energy, Harvey Norman out today, McPherson's, Samfire and Tyro, some of those out already. We also get retail sales at 11.30 today. NAB sees upside risks to the consensus of 1.5% month on month and they're penciling a 2% quarter on quarter print based on seasonal adjustment of our own transaction data. CBA is forecasting a 2.1% rise in retail trade in January, only partly offsetting the large fall in December. Looking at some of the results out first thing, we've got Sanfire out swinging to a loss amid European energy crisis. It reported a 149% slump in half-year profits, swinging to a net loss after tax of 27.1 million. The loss, the company said, was driven by a combination of rising inflation and import costs, notably the spike in European energy costs during the half year, together with slightly weaker metal prices. Group recorded record sales revenue of $431.7 million, thanks for the inclusion of sales from its Matza copper mine in Spain, which obviously was partly responsible for that rising inflation and input costs. Clean up on aisle four. Bunnings has launched its biggest product expansion in decades, as it will be pushing into pet care offering items from food to toys and bowls for cats, dogs and birds. They will launch next month and include close to a 1,000 new items in a major expansion of current offering of kennels, mats, petting and pet doors. 
There we go. So, clean up in aisle four. You'll probably be able to take your pets to Bunnings as well. Uh, Baron Joey, uh, the broker, says today, no easy fix for Platinum Woes, and it should know because Magellan is one of its big shareholders. Uh, they did say the uh, a turnaround in performance of the $18 billion fund manager's flagship international strategy late last year, though, could be the catalyst it needs to prompt a return to inflows. Uh, but the latest results did show a declining revenue and rising expenses. Uh, that was the big one-off staff compensation uh, and the fall-off in performance fees. Retail Foods out this morning reports first half underlying NPAT 1.3 million uh, versus a year ago of 7.4 million. Cogstate out this morning. They had a big run yesterday. They had a big fall on Friday. A big run today. Cogstate has reported uh, pre-tax H1 income of 400,000 uh, bucks. Revenue from ordinary activities in the first half 19.5 versus a year ago 23.1. Consensus was around 19.2, and they did have EBITDA of a million, and the market was going for 2.3. They did approve a share buyback of $13 million worth of shares. Points bet results out this morning and reports H1 normalized net income of a loss of $163 million, which is up against $136 million a year ago. Revenue of 178.1, which was slightly above the market's 175.4. Normalised EBITDA was that loss for 149.1. Uh, the market was going for $136 million loss. Adbri Limited Interim CEO Mark Irwin has been appointed to the CEO role for a fixed term from the 15th of April to the 1st of October 2024. In broker research, email payments has been downgraded to underweight from market weight at Wilson's. InvoCare downgraded to sell from neutral at UBS. EDI Downer holder Alan Gray, the fund manager there, calling for more changes. Morgans has initiated Core Lithium today with some research. Um, they had Lithium uh, Nine Town initiated a speculative buy with a $1.96 target, and Core initiated with a hold with a $0.91 cent target there. In other news, this morning uh, we've got Evolution Mining has reaffirmed F23 and F24 production guidance during an investor presentation. Uh, we've also had M7 Technologies has reported half-year sales, um, sorry, ARR, annual recurring revenue of 16.4, which is up 22% year on year and has provided guidance, remains confident in achieving sales orders of at least $36 million representing 20% year-on-year growth and guides FY23 revenue growth of 20% plus. Sezzle out this morning as well. Bit of a sezzle, a bit of a sizzle to sezzle perhaps. Reports net income for the fourth quarter of 0.6 million versus a year ago of $25.9 million loss. Total income 38.3, which was up 16% on a year ago. So a little bit of positivity there for that one. Silk. Laser Australia has reported uh, first half EBITDA 13.7, which is up 8% versus a year ago of 12.7 million. As you can see, a few stragglers coming in this morning in terms of those reporting. But retail sales will be the big one today, but certainly the market will breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief after that drubbing yesterday, and we may see uh, a little bit of uh, optimism creep back into the resource space 
after a little bit of commodity strength overnight, but we shall see. That's it from me today. Question of the day today, and this is, I guess, uh, going on the back of what's happening in the US, this talk of buybacks, whether they are good or bad. What do you think of buybacks? Do you think they're a good thing or do you think they're a bad thing? Certainly in the US, many have come out in support of buybacks, including Warren Buffett. But what do you think about buybacks? Is there a good thing for the market, on-market or off-market buybacks? Do you prefer that in terms of capital management? Or would you rather see a nice big fat check in your hand with a dividend fully franked? Well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And we'll be back later today. And as always, may the trading gods be with you. <laughs>